we're your friend. We are that other person that you're fanning out with. That might not be the case for other social platforms or for other, you know, businesses. But with MTV, um, you know, if, if it makes sense that like we're your friend because we are talking about the things that we love that you also love. I'll tell you what, Anna Harak, it's interesting when we talk to different brands on this Social Pros podcast, most of the time the brand has something that they want to tell their customers. There's a new product, there's a sale, there's a new team member, et cetera. But with MTV and our guest this week, Kristen Maldonado, their senior manager of social media, as she says there, it's a whole different deal. It's like a peer-to-peer friend relationship where the people at the brand care about the same things as the fans and they're all just loving it up together. It's such a different relationship between the brand and the fan compared to a lot of other companies. It is really fascinating. And it's also really fun to hear our Kristen Maldonado, senior manager of social media at MTV, dive into how they do all this and why they do all this. And I think even though obviously MTV is quite different uh, and not necessarily in the B2B space like we typically think of, um, I, there's something that every listener can take away from here. And especially I think the passionate people working at MTV and talking to other passionate fans, talking to passionate artists, like it's just this collective of shared enthusiasm and passion. I think that's really a huge takeaway from today's show. Yeah. Kristen and her team are true believers. I mean, they live, breathe, eat, and sleep pop culture. And then that manifests in the work they do. There's very little difference between play and work uh, for uh, Kristen and her team, much more so than a lot of folks we talked to on on Social Pros. This is a really interesting episode, really fun. Also, stay tuned towards the end when Kristen gives you uh, her uh, series that you should be watching that you're probably not watching. Good uh, television recommendations here on Social Pros. Another recommendation for you is some research that you should be consuming from our friends at Salesforce. It's called the State of Marketing Report. This is probably Uh, the best research on current marketing that I've digested in the last year or so. Salesforce surveyed some 8,200 marketers from around the globe. And and this is really relevant, timely, specific research about how marketing is changing and how the relationship of marketers to customers is changing as well. Lots of great insights and stats. Uh, Also, there's an interactive component to this research where you can do a lot of very specific lookups in real time at no cost. It's pretty amazing. Go to bit.ly slash state of marketing report. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash state of marketing report, all lowercase. Grab the state of marketing report from our friends at Salesforce. Are also friends of the show, Kristen Maldonado from MTV. Here she comes. Kristen Maldonado joins us on this week's episode of Social Pros. She is the Senior Manager of Social Media at MTV. Kristen, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. We are super pumped to have you on the show. Uh, Anna and I uh, grew up with MTV, and it continues to be such a cultural touchstone. Uh, talk a little bit about your team in social uh, and, and kind of your uh, your group of uh, social media professionals there at MTV. Yeah, I mean, what I love about MTV is, you know, that nostalgia of like everybody grew up with it and is growing up with it. And, you know, it is 
you know, to me, synonymous with pop culture and our team. Um, I like, that's what it's like at MTV too. Like we're constantly like, oh my God, did you see that little Nas X music video? We're like, oh my God, Olivia Rodrigo just dropped a song. I'm dying. You know, like that's the environment is just like, we're all obsessed with that stuff to begin with. Um, and now I have, you know, it's like you have people to talk about it with. Um, and then we get to share that with our audience and, and, you know, build that community. Um, and so we're a team of, I think there's like 10 of us, um, most of us are, you know, we're the social team for, for MTV brands. So most of us are, um, you know, actually posting on the platforms. We make a lot of original digital video content around musicians and celebrities. Um, there's a lot of, you know, script writing and brainstorming and um, just trying to figure out like what, you know, what kind of digital content would people like to see around a specific artist and really being um, particular about, making sure that it fits that person, you know, not just like doing the same thing for everyone. And, um, you know, and, and then we have an editor on our team and, and I kind of dabble a little bit in both realms, um, in editing, producing, um, writing, um, and then posting video. And, um, it's just really fun. Like that's the, like all we do all day is talk about pop culture and like, we're so excited about it all the time. So, <laughs> so you have a team of 10, which to a lot of people, um, especially for people who are still on teams of one, sounds like a ton of people. But then when you take a step back and you think about like the vast scope of content and the different uh, platforms that you're on and how much has to be done in a day, all of a sudden 10 feels like almost like a team of one. How do you manage to get it all done? How do you structure your team and workflow? And I mean, it, to me, it feels like there's just so much to be done and 10 people, you have to be busy all the time. We definitely are. Um, we kind of have a different person on each platform. So like someone specifically runs Instagram, someone specifically runs Facebook um, so that they can really just like be there building that audience and building that community. Um, and like, you know, I mean, we just have a lot of fun with it. So like, we're always like, you know, we have this like really fun voice um, where we're, you know, we're just trying to build this community up and, and talk about the things that we all love anyway. Like we're all fans of all of this stuff. So um, even though we can get busy, it's like we love this and we're going to talk about it regardless of if we're posting it on social media or not. Um, and, you know, I think there are definitely times when things get busier, like when we get into like the award show season and things like that. Um, and then it just becomes this like really fun just like a group dynamic of we're all in this together kind of thing, um, getting all of our content out there, making sure that everyone sees the performances and, you know, the funny clips and the funny moments. And, you know, sometimes it can get overwhelming, but like when you're done by the end, it's like, oh, like, you know, we love this stuff and we got it out there and, you know, you just feel really proud of it after. It reminds me of some of the guests we've had here on the show who do social media for professional sports franchises, right? We sort of have this constant cadence and and things that you need to cover. Kristen, you mentioned that you've got different team members associated with each of the main social media platforms. Do you have team meetings and say, here's what we want to cover today or this week or this month or this quarter? Now, how do we make that happen on TikTok versus Facebook? Or, or does each person in charge of each channel kind of have their own content calendar and, and their own uh, approach to, to, to what you're putting out there? I would say it's a mixture of both. Um, we have like meetings, 
you know, a month or a few months out of like, okay, what are we going to do for this month? Or, you know, this is coming up. Um, we also, um, you know, assign different people to different um, things that they might be interested in. So like, for instance, this past year, I helped um, run the campaigns for Pride Month and for um, Hispanic Heritage Month, Latinx Heritage Month. Um, and so, you know, there's like, so then I came up with the concepts of what we're going to be doing for those months. And then I get to brainstorm with a team, um, figure out like what makes sense, what people do we want to feature, what what do we want to be doing here? And then um, everyone you know, disperses and posts what they need to post. Um, we also, um, but then also like on a more singular scale, like, you know, okay, we see something is, is trending. Oh, okay. I'm going to hop on that. Like, uh, you know, today, because, you know, I, I just saw that this thing is, is doing really well and this fits in with our audience. So it's really like a, a bit of a mix of like, we definitely plan ahead, um, and try to make sure we get everything in there that we want. You know, we have these big calendar lists of like whose birthday's coming up, what movies are coming up, what anniversaries are coming up, um, and then tackle those like, you know, different heritage months and things like that. But also sometimes it's like, oh, shoot, Olivia Rodrigo just dropped a music video. Okay, everyone, what do you want to do? Let's go. Um, or, yeah, or people do that a lot more, right? Like yeah. this, this idea of everything's a surprise now makes your job that much harder, right? Like I, I came from radio many, many years ago. Uh, and this idea that somebody would like surprise release something is like, what? You would never, ever even conceive of that. And now it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and you just sort of log on. You're like, oh, great. Now scramble, scramble, scramble. You can't be too late to the game because you're MTV. You're supposed to be on top of it. Uh, that's a that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, those are the ones that, that end up doing like even better than you would think because you know, we're literally like the people on my team, they're so on that, like something drops and 30 seconds later, you have a link that's like, here's this thing that came out. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. All right, let's go. Everyone post, post, you know? Um, and so we're, we're, we all have those, those notifications on anyway, because we're just excited in general to all listen to that Olivia Rodrigo song or whatever. So we're like, all right, well now I'll just post this to my like personal MTV. Okay. You know, like it feels like, uh, you know, we all have this very strong connection to to the brand and to the pop culture that we're covering. So sometimes it feels like, you know, we're we're just using it to to share our love for these artists as well. And you just get to do it on a bigger scale. So they actually get to see that you liked it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. From a business strategy standpoint, how do you think about the role of social within the overall MTV ecosystem? Is it deepen relationships with fans, which then turns into viewers, which then turns into, um, you know, advertising revenue, like, or, or is it, Hey, just having these kind of relationships with, um, the public on sort of a pop culture level in and of itself is, is, is a, is a worthy goal, right? So the social sort of tying into, some kind of um, larger business assignment that you and your team get from executive leadership? You know, I think, I think for, for us, um, you know, there are always goals that you have to achieve. Um, you know, we want to hit certain numbers and things like that, but when it really comes down to it, I feel like we are uh, like a big focus is just like building our relationships with the community and with the artists and like showing our love for them. And, you know, um, just continuing to like build that MTV community. Um, that's something that I feel like is um, really strong for us. and something that like throughout my years at MTV, we just continue to work on is like that social listening and just, you know, talking to the audience and, 
you know, fanning out with them because this is the stuff that we love too. And to be able to like grow that audience even more because they love the same things that we do. Um, it's just really exciting. So, you know, there's engagement that we're looking at and things like that, but also there's these like really great moments where like you get to give back to the fans and you get to, um, you know, I don't know, give them swag signed by their favorite artists or have them meet their favorite artists or, um, you know, give them content that they would never have seen before around someone that they really love. Um, and, and just, you know, those to me are, are some of our favorite, um, our favorite moments. Like there, there's this, um, you know, international music group that we had never heard of before. And the fans of that group were like, Oh my God, MTV, you need to have them on. You need to have them on. And we're like, all right, let's look them up. We looked them up. They're super talented. And then we asked them to come on. And now the fans are like, Oh my God, they did it. You know, they, they did a social video with them and, you know, they're helping us as we're also giving them that content as well, because they just introduced us to some really cool new group that we didn't know about. And it kind of like serves both ways. Um, so I, those are some of my favorite moments where we like are giving back to the fans, but also like learning as well. And like yeah. finding new artists and finding new celebrities that, you know, that we really like. That idea of artist relations that you mentioned is really fascinating that at some level, your team and, and the social content you create and tagging artists and vice versa, uh, then not only does it create catnip for your fans, but but it also maybe deepens the relationship truly that the artist has with MTV, the company, right? The brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't thought about your social program serving that role, but that's really interesting. It's almost like internal PR, right? Between MTV and, and the artist. That's, that's fascinating. Totally. I actually had a question along those same lines with those artists, because obviously from the consumer facing side, the audience facing side, they're so jazzed to get all of these amazing videos. And, you know, they're excited that you're discovering their favorite artists with them and you're featuring content that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. But how does that actually work in the background? How do you actually coordinate that? Because obviously we're still, as of right now, in the middle of a pandemic. There's also lots of red tape behind the scenes, lots of calendar scheduling, lots of coordinating. So how do you actually get that content um, to the fans with the artists? Yeah, so um, a lot of times we work with the talent teams at MTV. We have celebrity and music talent teams that work with, you know, different artists and different musicians. And so um, they'll get reached out to about, like, you know, maybe people um, – working on something that want to promote something, or sometimes if we want to work with someone, we'll reach out to them and say, we're interested in this person. Um, And they really kind of facilitate the like, um, can we do this? Can we not? And then we brainstorm, what could we do around them? Um, There was like this really cool video that we did um, this video series about synesthesia, which is when you can like hear something and like, you can see visuals and colors of like music and stuff. And so one of the people on my team created the series where we got celebrities that had synesthesia to actually like paint their albums based off of like how they see it um, in their head and like, hear it and it was really cool and um so that's like an example of something that's like very specific to an artist so we pitched that idea because we knew that artist had that um you know ability and then they created this amazing piece of art that we gave away to a fan and so you know that's really how we're kind of working with it we're like working with this team we're coming up with concepts that we feel really reflect an artist or a celebrity and then we 
see if they want to do it. And if they say yes, um, we produce the video. Um, a lot of times um, now, because it's virtual, uh, we'll set up Zooms. Uh, sometimes we are able to send them cameras and stuff like that. And then they just send it back or they send the Zooms back. Um, and so we do it that way. And um, it's just, it's really exciting to see, you know, when these, the videos come to life and you get to like learn more about an artist or learn something maybe you didn't know about them. And, um, and then share that with, with their fans and, you know, they love it. So that just makes it all worth it. And I have to imagine what's even more exciting is when the work that you do with those artists is recognized publicly. You actually won a Shorty Award for Best Use of IGTV with the 60 Second Draw campaign. Can you walk everybody through what that was, how it came to life, and, and really just how it came to be? Totally. So this was when um, I worked on the the newest iteration of TRL a couple of years ago. And when we were working on that series, you know, we had all these celebrities coming in, but sometimes we would take breaks. And so it was like, okay, well, what are we going to post now? There's nobody coming in right now. Um, and we were trying to think of our own, um, you know, franchise or a series that we could do. And this was when IGTV was first coming out. And so it was like, all right, let's, let's think of something. Um, and so this was really like such a small team. It was grassroots. Like, you know, we brainstormed it, pitched it, we produced it, we edited it, um, ourselves and posted it ourselves. Like everything was really like just our really small team at that time. And the whole series is, um, so 60 second draw, we wanted to think of something that is easy to do, but also like could be, um, you know, like seeing a celebrity do something that anybody could do, but like, is this, uh, like good or not. So they, they would draw their album cover in 60 seconds or less. And sometimes they were really amazing artists and sometimes they were really bad artists. And so that was really funny because, you know, you have like the Jonas Brothers drawing their album cover and like they just, you know, they just look like little stick figures and then they signed it. Um, and so we would give the um, the pictures away that they, we would frame them and give them away to fans. Um, and the series would would get like millions of views on the TRL accounts, it, like more views than than you'd even get on, on the MTV IGTV accounts. And so we were like, wow, this is like incredible that people are coming to watch these videos. They think it's funny. They, they love seeing this artist, um, you know, do something a little bit different. And um, yeah, so we won Best Use of IGTV through that. And, and again, you know, that fan service, we gave those pictures that were signed to um, the fans and, you know, you have this one of a kind piece of art now by like your favorite artist. Um, and it was just a, a really cool experience that we now, even though TRL is not on anymore, we still do that series on MTV, um, which is cool that it's like lived on. And um, that's just something that I'm really proud of because we did do it so grassroots, like there was no show on at that time. We were doing the whole thing ourselves. We were editing it ourselves. And, um, you know, it was really rewarding to see that people really liked it. Kristen, I looked it up this morning, and you've got 46 million Facebook connections for the brand, 16 million on Insta, etc. Are you? Do you ever just take a second and be like, "Damn, that's a lot of people." Like, does that does that pressure ever feel real to you, or are you just so used to it now? You're like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, I, I never even really thought about it like that, to be you're honest. Welcome. Yep, you're welcome. I, yeah, but I mean, those are great numbers. And, and we feel really, you know, proud of all the work that we do. Um, and, you know, that's that's really the, you know, 
the joy of it is, is, you know, seeing the, obviously the community is growing um, and we love the work that we do. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. I just have to say, I'm glad that uh, you're, you're taking that in stride and that we didn't just start a whole new segment of existential crises on social pros. <laughs> uh, after this, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, wait, there are that many people. Oh, no. No. I know. Every time you go now to post something, you're like, oh my God, 16 million people. <laughs> you do a lot of different types of content um, on different channels, which is amazing. How often do you get into testing and experimentation on content format? Do you and the team sit around and say, hey, well, we could do this as a video or we could do it as a reel or we could do it as a carousel or whatever? Is is there sort of a a defined testing and optimization strategy or do you just sort of, or or are you in it so much you just kind of have a feel for what's the right format for each piece of content? Um, I think it's something we definitely test out and we think about and it's like, okay, well, we've done, we did all this for this one campaign. Did we feel like that was successful or did we feel like we could have maybe done this a little simpler or, you know, should we have done like a bigger video? And um, we definitely, it's a lot of social listening and just looking at what has performed before. Do we feel like it's necessary to, you know, make a big video or do we want to just do a carousel or do we want to pull a clip Um, and just seeing like, you know, what performs. And I think that's the fun of social media is like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, in addition to posting about celebrities and things like that, we're also, for instance, sharing promos from, you know, the MTV shows. And, you know, I think over time we've realized like, you know, posting a full trailer for Teen Mom doesn't always perform well necessarily for our audience because that's the Teen Mom audience. Whereas MTV brand is like more, um, broad and more focused on pop culture. So it's like, what are the ways that we can still promote this, but maybe make it a little bit more fun, maybe make it a little bit more like memefied so that it does feel like um, something natural in the account. So, you know, instead of doing now like a full, I don't know, two minute promo or a minute promo, we'll pull like 10 seconds of a really funny moment and loop it. And, you know, that's our, you know, way to promote the show. And I think that as we continue um, building our social accounts and and things like that. We're always testing different things and and trying different things and seeing what works best. And, you know, we don't always have to do the same thing that we've done before just because that's what we did. You know, if, if, if something else works better, um, we're, we're happy to, you know, try different things and do that. How much do you do on paid social, if at all? I, I don't personally work on paid social. But there is some paid social that, that happens for the brand, just not on your team. Yes, yes. Yeah. And do you coordinate that with them or do they just sort of do their own thing? Uh, They kind of do their, their thing. Um, They'll let us know sometimes if there's something that they're working on, but um, I don't really have a a hand in paid social. And I imagine you've, you're busy enough (laughs) on the organic side, especially as you said, with the social listening, I mean, the the percentage of your audience that actually talks back uh, to you is very, very high. Right. And so you've got, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of time, um, and, yeah. and just a lot of, of keyboard hours, just sort of mixing and mingling with the fans. Yeah. And I, I got to give a shout out to my boss, Caitlin Bella, who really like built the voice of MTV, especially on Twitter. Like she is so incredible and, and really, you know, kind of made that jump to, you know, having that authentic voice at that natural voice and talking to fans, you know, like normal people, you know, like we're regular people that also love pop culture. And, um, 
you know, she, she really like paved the way for that. I feel like. That is really awesome. An awesome shout out. Um, I actually did find that really interesting. And I wanted to touch on that. You MTV, I should say, speaks in the first person to Mm -hmm. audiences. How did that come to be? Because that is a very unique take on um, just brand social in general. And it's, it's, it's totally different and unique. So how, can you walk through how you kind of arrived at that and what the decision was and, and how that came to be? I mean, to, to be honest, I, I don't know the exact, you know, I, I don't know if I was working on the team, that team specifically when they like made that decision. But I will say that I feel like um, it really comes down to authenticity and like wanting to, you know, like we sit down and we create these voices and these voice decks of like, who is this person? Who are we? Who are we? in relation to the audience. And we always want to feel like a real person because there is a real person behind the scenes who also loves these things. I think that's why we all work at MTV. Um, And so it feels like it makes sense to, you know, speak in the first person because these are things that we, you know, love anyway. Um, And I think it brings that connection to the audience even closer because, you know, if you're talking very like robotic and like separated from everyone, you know, um, you know, I think, I think it comes down to the fact that like, there are so many, um, different types of accounts and so many different, um, you know, different things you want to think about when it comes to building your social voice and MTV in particular feels like a thing that you, you know, we're your friend. We are that other person that you're fanning out with. That might not be the case for other social platforms or for other, you know, businesses, but with MTV, um, you know, if, if it makes sense that like we're your friend, cause we are talking about the things that we love that you also love. Um, so yeah. And I think that comes through too. And just, just a kudos to you and your team, because that does come through. Like a lot of the posts are like, I love this thing. And it feels real, not just like, it, it was real. Yeah. Like not just like, Oh, like, posting about what they're like, Oh my God, I, I love Machine Gun Kelly. And like, this yeah. is, and they're posting it because that's how they really feel, which, you know, it's maybe unique to, to the social platforms, but like this, the people are posting it because they really well, felt that way. And, and it really does come through though. It doesn't feel like, okay, it's Wednesday. We're going to promote this machine gun Kelly thing. Okay. I'm going to say that I love it. Right. Like it never comes through that way. It feels like this is a really cool performance by my favorite artist. And I wanted to share it today because it's a Wednesday and it's, it's everybody get through the week. You know, like it's just, it just has that feeling of, of, authenticity behind it because I think as you said obviously there are real people behind it so I love that approach thank you yeah I agree (laughs) to that end Kristen when you're looking to add people to your team are you screening for that right do you have to be pop culture uh super fan first and then we'll teach you social media or or are you looking for somebody who already know social media and then you'll sort of inject them with the pop culture serum or, or how do you, how do you think about that from a talent acquisition perspective within your own team? Well, so I'm not really involved in any of that. Um, that's like my bosses, but I would say everyone that I know that works at MTV loves pop culture and loves social media. So I feel like there's probably just like this, like, you know, I guess why would you want to even work <laughs> there if you don't like it? So, um, I don't, I don't personally, you know, have a hand in any of that, but, um, I know everyone that I have, that I do work with, um, loves pop culture, loves social media. Um, one of, one of my coworkers, um, you know, goes viral like every week on his own social accounts, just because he's, 
you know, so into pop culture and social media. He was part of um, what made uh, Kiki Palmer's Sorry to This Man go viral. So, um, you know, this is just stuff that we love. And I think that I don't know exactly what they do, but whatever they do, they do a great job of finding people who do love both, who are super passionate. Um, like I mentioned, my, my boss, Caitlin, she um, got her job because she would make YouTube videos about how much she loves Teen Wolf and they would rap about Teen Wolf, um, her and her friend. And now they both work at MTV. And, you know, it, it's like, you know, the the people on our team are so passionate and love social media and love pop culture and love the things that we do. So um, whatever they're doing, they're doing a good job of finding the people who who love it. Well, they always say the best way to get an executive social media position is is to be a fan of Teen Wolf. That's that's been true for, <laughs> for years and years. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is funny that you mentioned that, Kristen, because one of the patterns that that I picked up on in our research is that many of you on the MTV social media team, including yourself, Kristen, create a lot of social content and have personal brands and and sort of side projects where where you are doing other things. It's like you would do this even if you, they weren't paying you. It's good that they're paying you. It's good that they're paying you, but you would probably do it anyway. Uh, And in your case, you are, in addition to the work you do for MTV, a television and movie and sort of music critic. Tell uh, our our Social Pros listeners a little bit about what you're doing on that side. Yeah. So, I I mean, I think that's kind of what makes my my social experience like a little unique is that I have that corporate background, but I also have that like content creator background. Um, And so like almost as long as I've been at MTV, I've also been um, making videos on YouTube, doing like TV and film criticism and um, interviews. And, um, you know, over the years, I've become a Rotten Tomatoes approved critic. I've become a member of like the Hollywood Critics Association and the Television Academy and the Latino Entertainment Journalists Association. And um, it's just really fun that like I'm able to do the work that I do, but also um, kind of take on even more of that in my own content. Like in addition to like making videos on my own, I have to like, you know, be that person reaching out to talent, be that like editor, be that producer, writer and everything for myself. And so I feel like, um, it really helps me like in both aspects of just like learning more about social media, diving deeper into, you know, what works and I'm able to take what I do on my own. And that kind of helps me with my work at MTV and vice versa in terms of like the knowledge of like creating video and, you know, diving in more into the analytics and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just awesome. And like you said, I would be doing this. I mean, clearly pop culture and social media is just my whole entire life. Cause I do it at work and I do it out of work. <laughs> So I'm just curious then, um, in terms of, obviously you said you have this new perspective, you have this new lens. Are you ever like, you know, creating content on your own being like, oh, that would be such an amazing new artist series that we could do or vice versa. Like you're, you're, you know, working on something for MTV and you're like, oh, I should definitely cover that on my, like, is there just like this constant brainstorming and like cyclical process that's, that's happening now? Um, I would say it's a little bit more separate, especially because MTV is more focused on music and I'm more focused on TV and film. So I try to, I definitely want to keep it separate. Like I don't want to be like intermixing my personal things. Um, But, you know, sometimes, you know, now because I get to watch so many movies and TV shows early, you know, on my own, you know, if we're, if we're like, oh, uh, if we get a message that's like, okay, we're, we're thinking about doing this thing for this movie at MTV. I'm like, oh, I saw it. It was really good. You know, and like that's kind of my like two cents of like being able to just add that like, oh yeah, we should definitely do something for MTV because it was that was great. Um 
you know, uh, but otherwise it's, it's very separate. Um, and I try to, you know, keep it that way purposely cause I don't want to like have any conflicts, but, um, you know, it feels rewarding that I bo- I'm able to do these two things that are both in pop culture and social media, but that are very separate. Um, but that the learning process of like how to, you know, reach out to people, how to, you know, do the editing, how to, you know, write my scripts and things like that, like more of the technical aspects can help each other. And at least you are absolutely super comfortable on camera because I have seen you make an appearance on MTV's official TikToks. So at least there's that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sometimes they need uh, some people to, to, you know, make some TikTok videos. And I'm like, all right, but I got it. No problem. <laughs> all right. Before we ask you the two questions that we ask everybody here on Social Pros, uh, I think this is episode 502. So we've been doing this for a bit. Um I want to ask you this question, which is the one that I really care about. As a television movie critic, and we'll make sure to link up Kristen's uh, YouTube channel in the show notes, which you'll be able to find at socialprospodcast.com. What is your underrated show that we should all be watching that a lot of people don't know about? I feel like an underrated show people have not been watching is Lock and Key on Netflix. Oh, that's a great one. I actually am super into that show and my wife is super duper into that show and I completely agree way under the radar. Totally. So it's it's basically about these kids that um their dad passes away and they go back to their like original family's hometown and they have this beautiful home that has all these secret keys in it and when they find the keys they can unlock things like, you know, a door that you go through it and you become a ghost or you can unlock your head and you can like put stuff in it like books and you'll like know everything or they could do all this crazy stuff but I feel like it's so underrated and it's so good and I'm like why aren't more people watching this? It's one of the best shows And I think what makes it so good also is that if they bring up something, they are addressing it. They will not leave you hanging and be like, oh, they didn't, what would happen at that plot point? They like have really paid close attention to every detail that they bring up, which I love. It's tricky now because there are so many great shows. It truly Mm -hmm. is the golden age of television. And it's almost too much now. Right. It, it's it's all I mean, there are so many shows and you only have so much time. And sometimes they like lock and key, you know, they 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 get a little bit of run, but then just the next show and the next show and the next show and just sort of gets buried uh not only in the algorithm, but sort of in pop culture consciousness. Um it, it it's almost like podcasts, right? Where where discovery it can be really difficult except for the handful that really, really break through and get a ton of attention um, like many of your MTV shows. So I wonder if at some point um, the pendulum is going to swing back the other way. Like I constantly find myself, you mentioned that Lock and Key is on Netflix. I constantly find myself saying, oh yeah, that's a show I want to watch. Where do you get that show? Is it on Netflix? Is it on, you know, is it on Peacock? Is it on Disney Plus? Like I, I don't know anymore. I don't know. Kristen, I need, you platforms. To, I need you to solve this. My, my hopes are on you okay. to come up with a solution. <laughs> I think you should just do just do like the daily text message or the daily TikTok. Here's your show recommendation of the day. I would I would be a loyal follower of that content. Sounds good. That's good give advice. Me one, give me one show a day. That's what I need. We also need from you answers to these questions. The first one is, what one tip would you give somebody who's looking to become a social pro other than deep love for Machine Gun Kelly? 
um, well, a piece of advice that I, um, would love to give and that I think you guys kind of mentioned a little bit when you were saying how like everyone at MTV kind of has their own little side gig is that I think it's it's a great idea to to have your own side projects on social media and just get your voice out there whether you're you know maybe tweeting things that are funny or making YouTube videos or making TikToks I feel like that's a great place to to just like get started like just put something out there into the world and like put it out there consistently and I think um you know, especially if you're like just getting started, like that's a great place of just like getting that experience. Um, and I always am a big, a big fan of just like making your own content. I think that that's so much fun. And the last question for Kristen Maldonado, senior manager of social media for MTV. If you could do a video call with any living person, who would it be? Okay. If I could do a video call with any living person, um, I feel like if I want to talk to somebody about social media I and it's a video call, I would love to talk to Lil Nas X. I feel like he's doing on some it. incredible stuff on social media. Um, the way that they, you know, do his rollout plans for his music and things like that. I would love to like talk to him and the people on his team about like, what are you guys doing? Like you're doing some really great stuff. Um, and just, and just pick their brains a little bit because he's like a, a social master. I feel like. That's Very a great answer. That. Yeah, we should we should work on that Anna for social pros. That would if we if we make that happen, yes. we'll have Kristen back on as a guest host and, uh, and you can I love it. Yes, please. Yeah, I also feel like maybe that's the next new like MTV social artist series where you can have them on and have them talk about their social rollout and and start with him. Absolutely. That's a good idea. Uh, there you go. <laughs> look, at, look at Anna. Look at Anna throwing out the free ideas. We're just trying to make things happen. We just really want you to have that video call with him. Yes, <laughs> I, I know it's possible. Kristen, thank you so much for the time and for your enthusiasm. You and the squad at MTV are doing amazing things in social. Friends, if you haven't spent any time with them on their channels, please do so. You'll learn a lot and you'll have a blast as well. We'll link them up in the show notes uh, as well. Kristen, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. That was a lot of fun, Anna Harak. Uh, what a what an exciting episode. Uh, Kristen's passion for the subject uh, definitely carries through. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be back uh, with another episode of Social Pros next week. Maybe with somebody as enthusiastic, maybe not. You'll have to tune in to find out right here on what we hope is your favorite podcast in the whole world. This is the Social Pros Podcast. I'm Jay Bear from Convince to Convert. She's Anna Harak, also from Convince to Convert. Don't forget, show notes every episode, 502 of them. Go to socialprospodcast.com. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.